everybody and welcome back to another episode of TV That Made Us. I'm your host Maggie and today we're going to be talking about Supernatural. Supernatural is an American fantasy show. The 13 season drama has gone through several reincarnations and showrunners. On this podcast, however, we'll be focusing on the first five seasons, also known as the Eric Kripke era. Supernatural tells the story of the Winchester brothers, Sam and Dean, from Kansas. They grew up being hunters of all things supernatural. We have Sam, who's a reluctant loner younger brother, and Dean, who's more of like the stubborn, bold, and brave brother. These two brothers reunite after their dad disappears through this journey the brothers reconnect but now without a few bumps in the road on their awesome 1967 impala between their civil rivalry their mommy and daddy issues and all of the demons that they face they learn that every part of their life was part of a divine master plan you see the winchester brothers were born with the purpose of being the vessels of the ultimate brotherly battle for the universe between the angels Michael and Lucifer. Their complicated and sometimes unnatural codependent relationships mirrors that of the angels. Learning of their destinies, the brothers face not only the apocalypse, but the possibility of having to kill one another. To talk more about how much I love this show and the impact it has had on me, I have here my brother. Hey, my name is Avajar, and I am Naji. His brother. Yes. I call my sister Naji. And I call my brother Manito. So like from from that from this point forward, that's how we're gonna be referring to each other. <laughs> Lilith is trying to break the sixty six seals to free Lucifer from hell. Lucifer will bring the apocalypse. So Manito, I first discovered Supernatural in the CW. Right at the end of Charmed, I was skeptical about the show because to me, it seemed like Charmed but with brothers and everyone already knows how much I love Charmed. And if you guys do not know how much I love Charmed, please check the link down below because the first episode of this show was all about Charmed. So this show meant a lot to me while I was in high school and I went to this old girls Catholic high school. So for those of you who know the show, you guys know how much um, the show talks a lot about religion, both the pagan and Christianity. So at, at that time, I was I was in Catholic school. I was also very active in church and I felt like it came at the right time because I was also also questioning my faith and my religious teachings that I grew up with. You're a huge fan of it as well and you discover it a little later than me, but Tell me about when you discovered it and how much do you love it? Well, I discovered it when I was getting into church. That was during the time where I was excited about going to church and, you know, finding out more about the teachings of the Catholic Church. And then from there, I saw you watching, you know, intensively <laughs> supernatural and, and, and the laughing and the suspense that you had on your face. That's where I, I started to get curious. And what is this about? Okay. I decided to give it a chance. And that's where I got hooked. It, it did not question my faith, but it just got me more curious. Because I've seen a lot of things in there that the church hasn't doesn't mention yet. But I know that later on, because of Supernatural, doing my own research, I noticed that it's like in the far end of the library type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Not only just the belief in, in demons and and the rituals and God and all, but 
different religion. I feel like we've always been connected through media. Like you either read a book that I'm reading or, or I read a book that you made me read or I watch a show that you're watching. But I think this one, it's a little different because they're brothers, they're siblings. And I felt like automatically we fell into the category of either you're you're Dean or you're Sam. And I felt yeah. like we fit right there and there. So let's start talking about the brothers. No chick flick moments. <laughs> All right. Jerk. Bitch. <laughs> you're awesome. All right, I'm a total Dean, the older brother who's like very protective and sacrifices a lot of his life for his younger brother. And you're more like Sam. And we had so many conversations over how similar our relationship is to these two brothers. Um, now, in reality, if we were the one chasing demons, do you think we would be the same brothers? Or do you think that we will be? I, I think like, if we were really chasing demons, I think I would be a little bit like Sam. Like, I want my freedom. But at the same time, I can be kind of impulsive and I feel like you're more of, okay, let's think this through. Like, Sam, opening up a book or going to the library. So, what do you think? Do you think that you have a little bit of both brothers in you? Or do you think that we truly fit into the categories that we put ourselves in? When it comes to practicality, I believe I'm more straightforward because my mind is already set but when things start to get a little bit more complicated i'm more like sam where i have to sit down alone and analyze this and the consequences it will have on you if you're with me on the person the people around me and my family and my friends and i really go dive into that reflection and take my time and once i've finally set my thoughts in on what to do then you just punch first and then ask questions later <laughs> for me I, I still think i'm um i'm more impulsive i'm definitely more impulsive than you like you're like okay let me think about this and i'm like well we need to make a decision now so let's do this kind of thing i i i see a lot of my my myself and dean or dean in me but i know that you like dean more because you think that you're a ladies' man just like he is. Oh, I look like him? No. <laughs> That's one thing. When I have my short hair, I always denied that I do not relate to Sam, but I really do now that I think about it. And you relate a lot to Dean because since just a little girl, you had that re big responsibility of doing adult stuff. Just like Dean was doing adult stuff, buying food for Sam, uh, taking care of him when dad, was, when dad was out. And he did basically what his dad was supposed to do with Sam. So uh, now that, you know, when our father left, um, it was something very similar, you know, when my mom was uh, at work and all that. It was something very similar where you were the one who took the mom role or the dad role where you were the one who you know protected me or you know gave me something to eat and you took that adult role even when you were not supposed to which is like dean we were just watching um the last episode once again together um 
for the purposes of this podcast, but we watched Supernatural even even when we don't really have to. And there was a scene um, at the end um, with uh, Lucifer and Michael. And there was a scene when he said something like, you know, nobody messes with my little brother or something like that right before yeah. he kills Castiel. And then I just remember, like, I used to do that with people. Like, I used to be like, I bother you. Like, I, I bother you or I annoy you. But, like, if somebody else would have done the same thing, they would have had to answer to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no. Uh, and that also um, remind me of the story where I had like a, a cast. Yeah, when you broke your arm. Yeah, you don't when remember bro- when you yeah, broke your I, arm? I, I remember when I broke my arm, but I don't remember hitting the guy that was bothering you. Yes, <laughs> you it. did. Oh my gosh. So yes, that was a definite like a a dean kind of moment though because we were kids. You were younger than me at that time. You were shorter than me. At this point, you're not. You're you're taller and you had just broken your arm you had a cast on and you would think like you know having a cast on for a lot of kids is like oh i can't use my arm or it's a bad thing and you're like um i'm gonna learn how to write with my other hand and i have a cast and this is so cool and i'm gonna use it as a weapon to hit people <laughs> and then there, there was a there was a, a a young boy that was uh harassing me and i remember vividly that you just like punched him not punched him but like hit him with the cast on his face we bother each other but like if somebody else comes in between us like it's like a big no-no yeah oh going back to um sam uh it was it was the christmas episode where they were they got stuck and that was um i'm gonna go him dad by the way where that he was away um for hunting and you know Sam at the end of the day was like, you know, I'm not a little kid anymore, you know. I thought at that moment it was something like that. I, I gone through that phase in my life where I know I know you guys are trying to protect me, but I'm I'm not dumb, you know. I know what's going on, and I know that you guys are going through a lot. And I feel that Sam there, he he was more of a he felt more like a burden than anything. And sometimes. In the past, I felt like that with you and and mommy, where I felt like a burden. I couldn't do anything by myself, and I was like, oh, "Damn, they have to go handle that," because I don't know how to. But that was just Sam there at that time. Yeah, I think that episode, and um, I want to say the one when they we we travel back to to their high school, and we see them in the as they were as kids. It was always that that's that same thing where like dean is like well i'm trying to protect you and sam is like well i don't need i don't need protection like i that was what drove sam away kind of in in the first place and that's what we're going to get into right now dean you listen to a word i said yeah i heard you i'm not calling him don't make me get my gun boy well, we are damn near kickoff for Armageddon. Don't you think we got bigger fish at the moment? I know you're pissed. And I'm not making apologies for what he's done. But he's your blood? He's my blood? Is that what you're going to say? He's your brother. We've been talking about Sam and Dean, the Winchester brothers. And it, I think it's safe to say that they have a very complicated relationship. Yes, they, they love each other as, as brothers. But as we witness, especially maybe like season season three to season five, like... It's more of like, I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you. And I can destroy the world just so that you don't, 
just so that you don't die so it's like a very um unnatural codependence i I love the episode um sam interrupted when they go to the psychiatric ward and they pretend to be crazy in order to get into the mental hospital Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but when they go there they start talking about what is really bothering them and Um, they actually had to be like separated because the the even the doctors they say like you guys are like super like codependent like there's something wrong mm. um, with you. But in the show, something I mean I I know it's, it's you know all about like fantasy and supernatural, but I don't think the show would be as successful as it is or as impactful as it is if it wasn't for these two brothers played by um, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. Like they've been doing this for more than ten years now their relationship is what makes the show the way that it is i think even if the show wasn't like supernatural related and it was like a drama about these two brothers i think maybe it wouldn't be 13 seasons but i think it would still be a compelling show because we do have those episodes where we get a glimpse of of some sort of resemblance of normal life and they still have a very weird dramatic relationship with each other And it all stems from, you know, what we were talking about earlier, like when you have an absentee parent or in this case, they were, you know, they were kind of like orphans, if you think about it, because their Mm -hmm. dad was always working and their mom, you know, we we see in the pilot episode, like from day one, like she she passes and everything completely um, changes. Dean always has like this mom issue and this dad issue where um, he wants to be like this perfect son, this perfect warrior um for the family and then sam is like well i really barely knew who they were like he he didn't know who his mom was because he died when he was a baby and then with his dad it was more of like kind of like what you said like a burden like he didn't feel like he was like a son or or anything because he was young and then Mm -hmm. he left for for college and and that was it so there's there was always like this re- this like weird like supernatural relationship that we later find out like they were supposed to be brothers they were supposed to have like this entire life and leading up to to the big battle but at the very end of the day it was all made because of like all like the circumstances that they went through when they were when they were kids they learned to live with each other they learned to like you said to be codependent because at the end of the day they just they had each other i want to go back and talk a little bit about you grow up and you don't have a family you kind of have to like make your own and even though we see them as adults they especially after their dad dies they kind of create this alternative family with bobby and and castiel if you think about it like bobby has always been like this other like father figure Mm -hmm. to the boys always being there for them i've i've always liked the character of of bobby i think that you really like castiel castiel it's a funny guy Funny guy. I feel like he's like the third uh, brother sometimes. Or, or the uncle. The funny uncle. The funny the, the funny the, uncle? Yeah, the funny uncle in the family. Oh. We gotta face the facts. Sam never wanted part of this family. He hated this life growing up. Ran away to Stanford first chance he got. Now it's like deja vu all over again. Here's my thing. I've always thought of sam as like one of the most selfish people like i always thought of him as selfish um because i always saw that you know dean was always like trying to protect him and doing everything for him and sam always kind of pulling away or or 
putting some sort of, you know, barrier between him and Dean. And I think in the episode, Dark Side of the Moon, when they both die and they go to heaven and we realize what heaven is. I don't know if you remember, but in the episode, um, they each have their own heaven. Mm-hmm. And in heaven, you replay or you live, relive, you know, this the the most amazing moment in your life. And for Dean, it was playing with his brother, his younger brother. For Sam, it was getting into school. Like, remember, it was like that. It was a dinner where, you know, they talk about him getting into like this prestigious school because of his studies and his smarts and everything and when dean steps in and he's like this is your heaven like i don't know like it that episode really got to me because it, it, it made me realize that like dean dean's heaven always includes like sam or, or his mom right but then for sam his heaven doesn't include dean or any anybody related to him well when it comes to sam's heaven it's more uh, for me, it's more of an acknowledgement where he gets acknowledged by his accomplishment for something that he's really good at. Because while he was a kid and ro- um, ro- roaming around with, you know, Dean and his dad, he did not get uh, that much acknowledgement because, you know, Dean was too busy, you know, protect doing his own things with, you know, different girls and stuff and protecting you know trying to protect him and that wasn't ever there i felt that he felt some type of oh man i'm being ignored you know the only thing you know the only good thing is that they just they just know that i'm really smart with books so might as well you know i'm gonna go to college i'm not saying that's the main reason but i'm just that just reinforce his behavior to have that heaven of everybody acknowledging his success yeah i guess i mean in in the episode he also mentions you know that that was like the first normal family meal that he ever had because Mm -hmm. like he never had like a family family i don't know i still think you know like dean and then in dean's mind it's always like damn like i feel like i sacrificed for you and i'm never really complaining it's going back to like that that um christmas episode when he's like we never had christmas and dean dean is like like what are you talking about like we had christmas every year like i (laughs) in that episode you remember that dean he goes to like a random person's house and he steals their gifts yeah and then he brings it to sam and it turns out that they were girl gifts (laughs) (laughs) um definitely but i feel uh at, at times that dean Dean does his best. I'm not gonna lie about that. That's 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 that's, that's the truth. There's a lot of pressure best. on him. There is, there is. But you know, I feel that he doesn't have to, but he yet did it because you know he loved his brother. Sam sometimes just mind his own business. I, I don't know. I just feel like if it was up to me, being Sam in that position is like I just want to have a normal life, you know, and that desire of. And I think for Dean, it's like, what is normal? Like this, I normal for me is going on a hunt with dad, you know, or, Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, eating greasy food or, you know, or, or sleeping in a, in a, in a motel, um, and, and flirting with girls, flirting with girls and never calling them back. (laughs) 
of a bitch. Well, boo-hoo, I am so sorry your feelings are hurt. Princess, are you under the impression that family's supposed to make you feel good? Make you an apple pie, maybe? They're supposed to make you miserable. That's why they're family. I told him you walk out that door, don't come back, and he walked out anyway. That was his choice. You sound like a whiny brat. No, you sound like your dad. Well, let me tell you something. Your dad was a coward. My dad was a lot of things, Bobby, but a coward. He'd rather push Sam away than reach out to him. Well, that don't strike me as brave. You? In, in the episode, In My Time of Dying, their dad tells Dean that he either needs to save or he needs to kill Sam. Like he gives that, he, he tells him this, he reveals this, this big secret because Sam has always been a little weird, a little bit of a loner, and he has always felt it, that mm. he's just, just a little different than everybody else. We later find out what that is, but in this episode, I think, just think about that. Like somebody comes up to you and tells you, you know, like this brother that you've been reconnecting with, there you're right, there is something wrong with him and you're either going to have to save him or, or kill him. Well, that's that's the same. Saving and killing and that perspective is the same. The perspective is when you're saving somebody, is you're trying to put them apart from something harming them, you know? The only way that can get, you know, up, you know, leave that person alone or not harm that person is just by killing that person so at the i don't know if you get me but at the end of the day there's some killing or saving there's a type of release because i don't know on that episode that we just watched on the last the last episode yeah when um sam he came back into his conscious and the only way at that moment in order to save the earth or or to save that connection they have is for Sam to basically kill himself. Yeah, because even in that same episode, we see, you know, Lucifer and he introduces Sam to all of the demons that have been in his life prior watching him. And then that concept comes again of like, was this really fate or was this, you know, do we really have our own path? in a way, like save himself, like as, as you say, like put himself away from this supernatural life, right? Like going away to school and trying to have a normal life and all of that stuff, right? But it keeps bringing him back. Basically, he never really was free. Like he never really had a choice if everybody in his life, remember when um, Lucifer shows him like hey this is like your te- like your teacher was a demon like your yeah, girlfriend yeah. was a demon like this person was a demon and it's like did he really have a choice well when it comes to fate the way that I see it is fate it's already like life itself where you know that you were born you know you're gonna go through to trial and tribulation and then you're gonna die I know that I'm gonna die you know that you're gonna die but yet we don't reflect upon that as much as we should that's fate we're gonna die but destiny when it comes to destiny is that you have choice within that life that is fated 
But at the end, we it, it's the same ending. We die. At the end, we die. But the way that we chose to die or the way that we built ourselves is based on our choices. Either way, for Sam, the purpose was he's going to get killed by Michael or he was going to be in prison. The same thing that Castiel tells Dean at the very end when he's like, you're either free or you're in peace. Like, yeah, what? The, what? Yeah, you can't have both. Um, and Dean, it, at the very end, we see him kind of going and trying to have like this resemblance of like what a normal life with with lisa you know for those of you who don't know like supernatural was supposed to end in season five and and i love the show and i love the way that it's constructed um i think everything in, in terms of storytelling is just like up there like for me as a writer and as a consumer of media and critic of media i always talk about supernatural as being especially the first five seasons as being like this just beautiful arc everything is to me everything is explained and and tied together and it's really well constructed and at the end the showrunner Eric Kripke he's like I constructed a five season show and we see that there's like a bit of an ending in season five but then the show obviously as you guys know it continues and we might do another show about it yeah. because the show obviously continues but to me like these five seasons growing up with them was were like oh, it I thought at the very beginning when I was watching the show and I knew that maybe like around season four when we find out like their destiny i had a feeling that they were just both going to die like they were both that that dean was gonna take michael yeah at the end of the day because that was their 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 thing you know yeah and it didn't play it out that way exactly because because they chose differently and that's actually just because their dad had an affair and they had another (laughs) brother named adam yeah (laughs) that too that's where it gets tricky when you're trying to talk about fate and destiny the fate is for them to like or the event is leading up to for them both for them to to fight you know that's fated it's been going on we know about it and all that but the destiny within that part is that you know they chose not to fight they chose to sacrifice something bigger well yeah because that's that's what happens in if you remember at the very end of season two, that's exactly what happens where like Dean is the first mm-hmm. brother to to sacrifice himself and, and, and to to do the the deal with the crossroads demon. And it is because he knows what it's like to be in hell that he doesn't want Sam to go there. And he's like, mm-hmm. for me, it was probably a cakewalk for you. Like you're going to be stuck in a cage and uh, and we're we're also we're going to definitely like talk about, you know, aspects of hell that we that we learned from from supernatural but just to close up this conversation about about the brothers um and how the show wouldn't have been the show if it wasn't for sam and dean and their weird relationships because they they've been through so much i think it's the way that it is with every with all the siblings like i'm always the older sister here so i'm always going to be the one to be like okay i went through this so this is what you need to do and then you're like well your life is different than mine so why would i you know go about it why would i go about it the same way as you or um or don't do this or don't do that and you're like yeah but like what if i want to do it what if it you know turns out differently it it always depends on on the choices that we make but at the end of the day you know that fate is that you know we always gonna be brothers and sisters no matter what and the destiny is how we go about it
bitch. Jerk. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> You were hip to all this? I was uh, made aware. Well, thanks a lot for the angelic assistance. You know, I almost got my heart ripped out of my chest. But you didn't. I thought angels were supposed to be guardians. Fluffy wings, halos, you know, Michael Landon. Not dicks. Read the Bible. Angels are warriors of God. I'm a soldier. Yeah, then why didn't you fight? I'm not here to perch on your shoulder. We had larger concerns. Concerns? Alright, so the show delves into the nature of pagan and Christianity and mythical creatures. Here, here's the thing about all the all the creatures, all of the, the mythical, the, the pagan and the Christian creatures that we saw on the show. I mean, I think because I've I come from a background also like of watching something like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or or Charmed, all all of these creatures, like at the at the very end of the day, they weren't really purely good and they weren't purely evil and that's what makes them have like that unique like gray area where where we watch them where we're like damn like they're just trying to survive this is what they're doing or this is a consequence of this human being selfish because sometimes there were humans who who would summon these creatures they makes you question like doesn't this person really deserve that or i don't know not deserve it but in in a way of like we have to live with them we have to live with with these with these creatures with everybody i mean one in supernatural most of the witches that they encounter are bad so i or not bad but like they they are on the opposite side of dean and sam and so i didn't 100 percent like that because i come from a background from charm like there's witches, some good man. you know there's <laughs> there's some good you know white magic and um when it comes to one of my favorite things about the show to be honest were the angels and demons like i i love that we learn that demons were once human and that's why they are so so much like us in in that they're very they're very good liars and manipulative and they know us so well they know us so well they know what what humans desires are um and then with angels these creatures that we are supposed to you know love and revere and and worship they're very scary in the show like they are terrifying they dicks that's dean described them as dicks Zachariah and I just just all of them in general like the way that they talk about humans and they're not like this cuddly friendly angel on your shoulder hi how you doing I'm gonna make you do the right thing or whatever it's like you do what we tell you or we kill you like that's it like they're more like warriors than they are anything else yeah they are like um they portray a perfectionist type of um personality or orderly very virtuous straightforward is either black or white yes or no and usually all the time is just yes following order very disciplined the complete opposite of what demons are well like i mentioned i encountered supernatural at the best 
time of my life in a way because I was going through a lot. I was a teenager and at the very end of the of the fifth season, I took this course in college and it was all about mythology and the psychology behind it. And mm. I credit that class and my love for supernatural for giving me a different perspective on things on especially religion and not that you know oh my god you know this is a fictional show and i'm gonna base my beliefs in it i just saw things in the more of like a greater area like growing up in a catholic household i personally saw the world as black and white like you were either you know a bad person or or you're good devoted christian and if not then then like god would punish you there was always like this fear of being punished or or being seen which i personally believe it's kind of like traumatizing to a kid after watching the show and like obviously like i'm grown now i have a different perspective on religion and just spirituality in general but i still like to read books like for example like we i bought this book for my brother and this is how much like we love the show because we have like shirts we have like little pins we like anytime like we see something that resembles like sam and dean like we get it Mm -hmm. and one of the the things that we got a, a few years back i got this book from my brother and it was called supernatural and philosophy um metaphysics and monsters for idiots which is how bobby called idiots it's it's from the blackwell philosophy and pop culture series i read books like this on like charmed and and now supernatural and they all talk about the psychology and the philosophy philosophy of the show of the show like what what did you know when you're watching it these are the things that you that you think about and that this was probably things that the writers were thinking about as well there must be some truth to this so yes i don't know like i i I go back and forth in what i believe in and i know you have a much more solid understanding of your religion so before we delve into you know how what the show has portrayed as religion what what's your like if you had to like describe yourself in a nutshell what would it be i always describe myself as roman catholic we were baptized Roman Catholic, both yes. of us. And I still describe myself as a Roman Catholic. And w- there's two types of Catholics. There's the more modern type of Catholic where, you know, it's it's a little bit open-minded and, and it's welcome changes. While you have the, the traditional, more radical Catholic. They're like the angels. Oh my God. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're like the angels on Supernatural. For them, it's black and white. I'm not saying that I'm like 100% solid on my faith because the religion itself, they're still discovering many new things. You know, on Star Wars, you have Darth Vader and you have like the court where they keep order. But have you noticed that they have great Jedis? They use the force to do either good things where other people on higher courts believe that you're not supposed to do that. And it all depends on the way that you see things and the way that you use that. Because you have the power either to do good or evil, depending on what your perspective of good or evil is. So at the end of the day, either you're going to help that person or you're going to damage that person. I got to ask, how old are you? As old as God. Maybe older. Neither of us can remember anymore. Life, death, chicken, egg. Regardless, 
At the end, I'll reap him too. God? You'll reap God? Oh, yes. God will die too, Dean. So when we start off, Supernatural is a monster of the week kind of show. And then, like around the third season, we get into more of like a story arc. Most of these creatures, they're still there. But as we move forward into the fourth season, it becomes things like Lilith and Lucifer and Michael and Uriel and the prophet and Gabrielle and Zachariah and Castiel. Like people that were or might be on their side were not, which were the angels. And that's when we get into more of like the Christianity and religious part yeah, of the, the of the Judo, show. Judo Christian part of, of the show. First of all, like as as we mentioned before, like the show was already constructed. Like the guy who wrote it, like he knew that this is yeah. the route that he was gonna go into. Yeah. But what I liked about it was that, you know, they, they have this this really great episode called Hammer of the Gods, where we see the other religions and the other gods from Hinduism and Buddhism and and then we have we also have like my- mythological creatures as well. And they have this conversation about how they need to do something about, you know, Christianity because Christianity is taking over the world. And they believe that, you know, the way that they sustain themselves as creatures, which is a a motif throughout Supernatural, is by people believing and worshiping them and having faith in them and, you know, sacrificing for them. They believe that it comes a time where their power has been decreased because more people are Christians and they're devoting their lives and their thoughts and their prayers and their worshiping to this one God. And they didn't like that. And I thought that episode was brilliant. What did you think about the episode of like them? I mean, it makes sense. Like the gods, like the way that they source power is by people believing in them. And then if people are either forced to convert or convert on their own, kind of like what happens with, with the crusades and, and and everything like if the churches whatever religion is in power that's a religion that they're going to worship and therefore yeah. those gods become much more powerful which again it's all about narrative but yeah i think it was more like a, a political warfare in there it was a political because <laughs> war- it's all about power and you know trying to be the main god the top god it just makes you wonder what did Judo Christian religion did or did not do that makes them so powerful like that. Besides, you know, the crusades, people, the crusades, <laughs> and, and and the besides the and, genocide and everything, and and just like the you know how corrupted it is, mm-hmm. um, or or not the or how well, how how it, it was it was put into other yes. people's. I, you know how the how certain you know governments and power used it to then control and manipulate and you know put forward political agendas and all of that stuff so i, I so you see the, this is the type of conversations you guys don't understand like this is the type of conversation my brother and i get into all the time and literally we're just watching the show but this is how much of a of an impact the show has had the leash around my neck off lucifer has me bound to him some unseemly little spell he has me where he wants when he wants that's why i couldn't go to you i had to wait for you to catch up 
He made me his weapon. Hurricanes, floods, raising the dead. I'm more powerful than you can process, and I'm enslaved to a bratty child having a tantrum. And you think I can unbind you? There's your ridiculous bravado again, of course you can't. But you can help me take the bullets out of Okay, like? You have to do whatever it takes to put Lucifer in his cell. Of course. Whatever it takes. That's the plan. No, no plan, not yet. Your brother, he's the one that can stop Lucifer, the only one. What you think? I know. So I need a promise. You're going to let your brother jump right into that fiery pit. You know, we're like a, a, around the fifth season at this point, and I was rewatching the show a few years ago. My mom walks in, and my mom, you know, she's a very religious woman. If we're watching something in Supernatural, she literally just turns away. She's just like, hi, that's so scary, and she goes away. But in this particular episode, she was, like, asking me a few questions. And it was the episode when Lucifer returns to Earth and he needs a vessel. And we discover that he can't just possess anybody. He needs to be let in, which you wouldn't think so. I mean, I was surprised at that. I I, I wouldn't think so because I'm like, oh, this is, like, the normal, powerful, you know, Mm -hmm. demonic entity. But it's not. He's an angel. Mm -hmm. And therefore, he asks, he needs to ask permission to go inside your body. You know, not everybody can just be like, oh, yeah, come in, say yes. The soul who says yes is already crippled in some way or somehow or tainted. And the guy that he, you know, goes in, like, he he observes him for a few days and um he's he i think he's like an alcoholic and he yeah, has he, like he a just gives in like. he kind of gives in and i was watching it with with my mom and she was like what's happening and, and and i told her about it and she was like i always tell you that like she always had you know i think it's part of i guess within our religion that that's a that that's a thing that you the weak souls are the ones that are easily manipulated or possessed i don't i don't want to say like possessed like oh my god like somebody can possess somebody else or like a demon or whatever but but maybe given into vices or easily easily manipulated into getting into you know things that are not quote-unquote godly like free will like the whole concept of free will yeah it's it's free free will itself is like before religion and, and stuff more into that sense because to be honest that's the the power that we have um even in the in the catholic teachings um we are seen um more than angels um in a sense because we can receive the body of christ or we can receive god as a vessel because we chose to angels they only can just worship and you know admire it but we can do both you know and that's where you know lucifer himself needs to ask permission angels trying to be dicks to us because they know that we in in the catholic sense they know that we are more powerful what he knows already everything you want to tell him but he knows what the angels are doing he knows that the apocalypse has begun He just doesn't think it's his problem. Not his problem? God saved you already. He put you on that plane. 
He brought back Castiel. He granted you salvation in heaven and after everything you've done too. It's more than he's intervened in a long time. He's finished. Magic amulet or not, you won't be able to find him. But he can stop it. He can stop all of it. I suppose he could, but he won't. Why not? Why see allow evil in the first place? You could drive yourself nuts asking questions like that. So he's just gonna sit back and watch the world burn? I know how important this was to you, Dean. I'm sorry. Don't forget it. Just another deadbeat dad with a bunch of excuses, right? Oh, I'm used to that. Let's talk about God. So now, you know, the angels are here and they're telling uh, Sam and Dean that this is their this is their destiny, that this is what they're supposed to do. Lucifer is roaming around as well. God, like where, you know, the, where where is God and what does he want? From the very beginning, even in season one, you know, like Dean and Sam, it's really weird because at the very beginning, they have a hard time believing in God. Like I remember in season one, there's this episode. Remember when Dean, like he doesn't believe in miracles. He doesn't believe that, the, you know, that that God can heal people and all of that stuff. Yeah. So he has a he can see all of these other monstrosity of the creatures, but he still has a, you know, a hard time believing in God. And then throughout the show, and this is something that is talked about in the book that we mentioned we don't know where God is. They go into like this search for him. And I feel like the story kind of repeats itself mm -hmm. because at the very beginning, these two brothers haven't seen each other for a very long time, Sam and Dean. They don't always get along. Sam, the younger brother, took a random path. Dean, the brother who's always at dad's side, wants to do the right thing. And then their dad goes missing and then they have to unite. And then at the very end... If you see is it's like Michael and Lucifer who haven't seen each other in a very long time. Mm. Lucifer, the younger brother who took like a deep different path yeah, and Michael yeah. who's always been there. They don't know where, where God is. And then even the conversation that they have where, where Lucifer says, well, do we really need to fight? Why do we need to fight? Because dad told us to like, where is he now? And all of that stuff. And yeah. then it's a, it mirrors the same conversation that Dean and Sam have at the very beginning of the, of the show. Yeah. Uh, well, when it comes to God, um it, it at the end of the day it doesn't really matter because it's not about him it's about the brothers god it just um you can say a catalyst to the story he's very influential because that's what you know motivate the angel to do what they do and that mystery it's always been there and and that's what humans we like that mystery to search to give us that subconscious curiosity to to search for this higher self but at the end of the day when it comes to god god doesn't need to explain himself or why he's missing or not because he's hello he's god if he would interfere into the life of human then you then you, you need to start questioning free will i mean there's an ep there's a, the episode you know dean has this conversation with with castiel and he's like He's meant, he's talking about God and when he says, you know, he's just another kind of deadbeat dad. Like he left. He left and where is he? And like I I yeah. so feel for Dean mm -hmm. um in those scenes, in those episodes. And I feel like it's just like us when when horrible things happen, when we're watching the news. Like sometimes I don't even want to watch the news because mm -hmm. I wonder what is the point 
And if there is a point, is it worth it? Like that's that's you know that that's like the whole yeah that's like that, the whole thing and like if there is a god like where like in the book in the book it, it, it goes back it has like you guys if you haven't read the book i'm gonna put the link down below to an to like an amazon link so you guys can get it because it does bring specific quotes and episodes into this conversation about god and the and religion and the philosophy and these questions that we also have, just like Dean has them, yeah, we the audience have them too. We're like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? The last episode when Michael was arguing with uh, Lucifer, and Lucifer was saying, "Oh, you know what? Well, we have to fight, you know, because Dad told us to." And then Michael was like, "Dad left because of you." Yes. you know you know exactly i don't know if you remember that it's like one. we were all happy but and everything was yeah, fine and then, and then it's then just like sam and dean that left because of you like <laughs> michael you can you cannot well i don't know if you can that, that, was, that hurts uh, yeah i don't know if that was like the true reason why god left because at the end of the day they don't even know why he left so we believe that god is uh, omnipotent which is all-powerful then omniscient which is all-knowing and um omnivalent right which is you know all good if he was again the the basic argument is if he was all-powerful he has the power to stop you know all the evil in the world does that make him more powerful and and going back if he all-knowing did he know that this is gonna happen or um and he's just letting it happen he's just letting it happen if he's all loving then you can argue about that but at the end of the day that many um theology failed to explain is the problem of evil in the world but there's one thing in the book uh it shows there's this theology well not theology but this perspective called the iranian uh, the theosity um it just says that the reason that there's suffering in the world is because suffering itself has purpose and that purpose is to build character and and become more virtuous and and for the human to become a better person and a self-made hero because he or she will overcome that tribulation and trial that life gives you know i love you know at the very in the last episode in, in swan song when lucifer says you know a lot of people think you know that i'm supposed to be like fiery and and uh there's like a pit of hell like a fire when i'm actually kind of cold what i don't know why but i was like oh that that's like that's something different like i don't know like i felt like that was something cool that the writers did with that and the concept of of hell being that not only are you tortured but you torture other people if you had to and i know this is a loaded question but if you have to construct your heaven heaven what will your heaven what will your moment what will your moment be it's more easier of contracting hell than heaven because that's interesting god so but but if you know how for when it comes really quick when it comes to hell um you know how Crowley he was like, oh, let me just make you wait in line forever. 
<laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and having that feeling of, of oh my god waiting. you know you know how that's, you know my hell would be like that's, that's i would be in the post office like i hate <laughs> the post every time i go in there i feel like i'm about to fight somebody uh, <laughs> and it's like a i feel like i'm in that type of show where like they're trying to test your patience and i always fail like uh, i always yeah. <laughs> so what would be what would be your heaven though like what one moment okay. in time if you have one would you like to relive i really feel really good on on the arms of my fiance that's one like really good heaven in there <laughs> in there and there it and, is the 25 um, year old man talking about you know his heaven being with his girl uh, and a buffet oh man you know those buffet that you can have everything like hibachi and 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 oh man everything whole food i don't know i don't know if i have one yet so i'm 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 28 right now maybe i'm, I'm, t- I'm 25 so yeah. maybe later in the future maybe later in the future we we'll find i mean heaven. if anything like i like what we're doing now like I, I i love our conversations um but i think every time we we converse we end up with a headache because we we love each other but we we're very di- we think yeah. so differently from one another what would be your hell? Well, not, my not, hell would be at the <laughs> post office. <laughs> at wow. the post office, that would be. I, I mean, I'm telling you, like, I'm, maybe I'm just me and very impatient, or you know, also like to not do something important in life. It's hard to say, but me, I'd say this was a test for Sam and Dean, and I think they did all right up against good, evil. Angels, devils, destiny, and God himself. They made their own choice. They chose family. And, well, isn't that kind of the whole point? No doubt, endings are hard. But then again, nothing ever really ends. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say like I feel like everything that we that we've covered that we talked about. There's so many. There's so much more, you guys. I just feel like we can have like an entire episode just talking yeah. about the narrative. Like we didn't even get to you know Chuck the prophet, who then we later found out who who is God in later seasons. We found out that he's that he yes. was God at, after all. We you know we didn't even hit um, Sam and Dean's mom and and. We didn't we get can, to, yeah, you know, we can still do part I, two, fe- I feel know. like we have to do a part two because there's, there's just so many things that that we can talk about about the show. So, yeah, I, I want to thank my brother for coming on the show and taking some time to to talk about Supernatural and all of these concepts that we still talk. I feel like even without the show, we still sometimes, for whatever reason, land on these you know, existential conversations and, and philosophical topics because that's what we love to talk about. And even though we don't have a lot of things in common, one of the things that we do have in common is that we like to talk about these topics. So um, thank you for coming on the show. And hopefully you can join me on a different episode of a different show. Like we have to figure out what's yeah. another show that we well, that we both love. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm willing more than willing to make part two with you on if you have 
part two in the future of Supernatural. Definitely. 